1: I get to wake up every day and create whatever I want, whatever inspires me, and, and I've created a life that allows me to do that, and I'm grateful for that. Every day is different. I love the feeling of like not wanting to go to sleep because you want to wake up in the morning and get at it. For every
0: creative person in the world, the freedom both financially and physically to be able to do what you want is surely the dream. Nick Onken is living that dream, but he's not just a photographer, he's a creative juggernaut. I'm Matt Bowen, and this is Phototypes. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's Matt freaking Bowen. Oh my god! Graphic designer, photographer, podcast host, and creator of big things, Nick Onken likes to dream big, and more often than not, his dreams become reality. On today's episode of Phototypes, you can find out just some of the secrets behind his success and what drives him on every day. Here he is then, it's Nick Onken. Nick, how are you? I'm great, thanks for having me. Before we get started, just describe yourself to everybody.
1: Who is Nick Onken? What are you? Oh, wow. Oh, wow, that's a a big question because uh, most of the times before I would have called myself just a photographer, but now... I've got a few other ventures. I'm a podcast host myself. Um, I've been getting into some mixed medium art. I love travel. I love adventure. I love food. I love cooking. So many things. Experiencing new things. Um, Man, I love life. I love creating moments. As you mentioned your podcast, give it a quick plug then. Uh, yeah. So my podcast is called Shop Talk Radio, shoptalkradio.com. And I interview successful creative entrepreneurs on what they've built, what they've created, and all the way to their mindsets and how they've created them. Um, and I also, you know, talk about creative entrepreneurship from my perspective and what I've learned as well. So we've had some great guests on the show, um, anywhere from. Usher to other photographers, Art Stryber, uh, Jeremy Cowart, Joey L, some other cool people like that. Fabulous. Well, you should be a
0: perfect guest for this, Nick. No pressure or anything. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Okay. First of all, then look around yourself and describe to us where you are physically.
1: In my office in New York City, in Williamsburg, um, the uh, photographer mecca, capital of New York City, I would guess. Um, I have a two-floor apartment. Uh, the downstairs is my office. I have a couple guys that work for me. Well, though they're not in the office today, um, I've uh, got about probably five or six Apple computers, screens surrounding me right now as I talk into my my uh, my podcast mics. And yeah, surrounded by cameras, vintage cameras hanging on my walls, sitting on my shelves, um, artwork hanging everywhere, vision boards and and uh large post-its with my twenty fifteen goals. What else? What else? Oh, share some of those goals with us, if you will. Oh, okay. Today this the uh twenty fifteen goals create iconic iconic imagery of high level influencers of our culture. Um, grow my podcast to 15,000 downloads an episode. Interview high level influencers on my podcast. Um, let's see. Develop friendships and relationships with these people. Shoot travel, fashion campaigns, editorials, and prominent magazines. Great. So they're your yearly goals. Do you um, sort of chunk those down into monthly, weekly, daily goals? Yes. Well, then I have my my written to do to do list, which I prefer. It's just a white sheet of printer paper and a sharpie, um, and those are that's more broken down into like the daily tasks um, that are, and projects that I have going on, and then I used uh, I used Todoist, which is another uh, like app for delegating tasks to my guys. Okay. So what's on your uh, schedule for today apart from chatting to us? What's on my schedule? Well, well, I'm working on a lifestyle brand um, called Neon, and uh, that's kind of a new side project of mine, and it's a a lifestyle brand about living life in color and inspiring people to create their moments and kind of a platform to uh, amplify the positive messages of our generation and mindful living. Um, through art and design, so working on that, I'm working with coders, my coders, and getting that off the ground um for launching and coming up with strategies and products so we're working on a little bit about that today. We've got um yeah some lunch meetings, phone calls, um planning other photo shoots, prepping those, and yeah.
0: Not your uh, not your typical photographer's sort of day, is it? Which is usually get up, don't get dressed, do some editing, uh, have as long a lunch as possible, and then do a bit more editing? Or is that just my lunch, my,
1: uh, yeah, my day? Yeah, you know, well, I, I, I usually pan the editing off to my assistants now and um, have them doing the blog posts and resizing images and processing photos. Um, you know, I think at the space in my career right now, I'm really working on uh, shifting my time into shooting uh creating making art and uh and meetings and relationships so um I've, that's what I've been learning over the last year or two is is delegation sounds like a good plan
0: okay off Our next question is, how did you get to the moment you're now in? I sense for you, we're going to have to break that down a little bit because of all (laughs) the uh, different stages that you're at now. So let's maybe start with sort of your um, early years education-wise. And did you go to college and do that sort of thing? And then what did you do straight out of college?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I I went to school for graphic design. And that's the track that I thought I was going to be on. And I did graphic design for about five or six years. And then digital photography started making a little, the technology started coming a little bit uh, better. So I bought a digital camera and started shooting for my own design work. And that's kind of where I got interested in photography. And um, I ended up convincing a nonprofit design client of mine to split the expenses on a trip to Africa to build them a photo library. I had absolutely no clue what I was doing. I just jumped off and, and suggested it. They took me up on the idea and off I went. I prepped up this shoot in four countries in Africa Zimbabwe, Uganda, Kenya, and Burundi. And it was a life changing trip. And I saw a part of the world that I've never seen, I had never seen before in my life. And it changed the way I saw the world, first off. And it really opened my eyes to the possibility of doing photography as a career. And I came back from that trip and, you know, after four months of trying to like live in in the first world and and understand what that's like, again, um, as it was a perspective shift, uh, I started looking into photography as a career and I randomly connected. This is back in Seattle where I grew up, randomly connected with a uh, photographer to do website updates for him. And ended up starting to ask him all these questions about photography, and that was kind of where uh, my passion for photography grew and I opened my eyes and he ended up um, inviting me on set to come hang out and check it out and see what it's all about. So I started doing that, and he opened my eyes to like the financial possibilities of being a photographer and he was he was shooting weddings and you know some smaller commercial stuff in Seattle. And so I got to see a different side of it, and he kind of pushed me into down the road. He kind of pushed me into um, to me doing it. He's just like you, you know, you're talented at this. You need to do this. Like this is what you're you're called to do. So that's kind of where I began the journey of photography, and then I started shooting my own work and just practicing and playing and experimenting and trying to hustle to pay my bills in the meantime. As we all know, that's the uh, hardest part: is paying the bills while investing into your own business. But uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I learned a lot. I think the biggest thing for me was just shooting on my own. I, that was my school. Uh, I never went to school for photography. I just practiced. and and you know, you learn the most when you're actually out clicking the camera and making the thousands of decisions that you have to make behind the lens. What sort of things were you shooting in those early days? Uh the early days, you know, I I really saw what I wanted to do was uh, be a commercial lifestyle photographer and fashion and uh lifestyle fashion and that kind of thing. So my 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 aim was set on that. But, you know, I was shooting everything from I took some weddings when I was starting out, I was doing model tests, you know, all to pay the bills. Um so I could, you know, make money with uh less time so that i could put that time into building my portfolio when that started making money
0: what sort of things were you doing then and and how did you get there and make that transition from doing the podcast stuff and then building your sort of entrepreneurial self
1: yeah i mean the the uh all this podcast and other art stuff has come kind of more later in my career over the last year so up until that i ended up you know, I I moved to LA, got an agent uh, down there. After like a year, was with them for like eight months, and realized that they weren't uh, they weren't cutting it. So I moved on and looked for another agent. Found another agent in New York. And I was still living in LA and that's, I was started with them. And then about six months after that, that's where my career really started to take off. I started shooting the bigger ad t- ad campaigns and um, the money was a lot higher. And then, so I started making a lot more money, which allowed me to, the freedom to kind of start doing other projects. Um, and that was about six years ago. So I've been doing, you know, I've, do, I've been doing advertising campaigns for six years now. And then... A couple of years ago, I ended up, I was taking this uh, leadership, emotional intelligence and leadership training out in LA and a buddy of mine, Lewis Howes, um, who's got a really big podcast now called the School of Greatness. He interviewed me for his podcast and that's where the spark and the inspiration hit for me to do my own. And I, cause it was so much fun um, being on his podcast. I was like, well, maybe I should start my own and interview. I've got a, you know, I've had built up a pretty good network Of people since then or since before. And so I just started going through my network and interviewing people. And it's been a lot of fun. And then it's just, it's about, you know, like I said, having the money, you know, the, the bigger campaigns pays for me to have the time to do all these other things. And, you know, I pay for my, you know, I pay for the podcast out of pocket and it's a way for me to give back and inspire other people on their creative, entrepreneur journeys and then the arts you know that's just kind of it's all kind of evolving and just expanding the more the more i get into it
0: what sort of clients have you been working with them for your commercial stuff
1: um all kinds of people i just i have done a few projects for connie Nas traveler i just shot a campaign for colgate uh, i did a campaign for aussie hair care this year I just shot one of justin Bieber's album covers and uh this last year uh, i shot cody simpson earlier this year uh, been shooting some friends like Maggie Grace and uh, other celebrities like that. Was shooting Usher. Went on went on a trip with him actually to uh, Morocco and Germany, and went to London. Got to see London nice. again. Yeah, so uh, everything's different. I love I love the variety. Do you uh, still dabble in weddings at all? I do not. No, I, uh, I shot about 20, 25 when I first started. And then, um, once the commercial stuff started taking off, I mean, a, the money's way bigger and B I just, I wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it does, it wasn't my cup of tea do the weddings. Um, cause it, it's for me, it's all, it's kind of all the same Whereas commercial stuff. It's every, every project's different, which I, I completely love. I love the variety. I love doing different things every time. Have you found any
0: sort of similarities doing your podcast work in your photography work? The processes, any sort of, sort of similarities in that as to the way that you go about it? Uh,
1: yeah, I guess there's some similarities. That's a great question. I mean, I, there's it's the really the process of building rapport with somebody, and the same way you build rapport with somebody to in a photo shoot, you ask them questions, you get to know them, and make them feel comfortable. It's the same same kind of thing with with podcasting is really interviewing people and and getting them to open up in a different way
0: cool and when you're um, not photographing for work are you the sort of person who takes a camera with them everywhere they go or do you have a break from it
1: Uh, my iphone is my everyday camera and it's funny like I, i love instagram that's kind of like my social media platform and it's kind of the iPhone is such a great camera and if you i mean you can make amazing photos uh if you know what you're doing you know uh if you know light if you see light the right way and so I'm not the type of a guy who carries i hate carrying stuff around with me all the time, <laughs> which is why the iPhone is perfect because it fits in my pocket but i'm I'm always constantly shooting my own projects um off that I'm not getting paid for
0: and is that sort of stuff that you do for yourself is that quite different to the stuff that
1: you get paid for well the projects that i'm doing that i do for fun is usually taking a a model out and doing some lifestyle or fashion or portrait type of shoot and that all feeds into the stuff that i'm getting hired for you know i've I've always been a big believer in um in like showing what you want to be hired for and you've got to go out and create that if you don't have it um And that's where for me, it's like I get to go out and do whatever I want. You know, when you're shooting for a client, you're doing what they want, essentially. So most of the stuff in my portfolio is stuff that I've shot on my own. How much has something like Instagram um, played
0: a part in your career so far? Obviously, you were pretty established before Instagram came
1: out. But has that helped you even more? You know, it's interesting. I think I think Instagram's helped me in different ways than just like getting direct jobs. I think Instagram and social media is it builds your brand in a, in a different sense. It, it gives you more, um, I don't know, hype or I don't know if you want to call it hype or call it whatever. I think it gives you more brand buzz um, and people see the numbers and people see that you know, you're follow, being followed by a lot of people and I've got I've been getting different you know people are seeing me more as an influencer in that sense and so I'm getting invited on different different projects but I don't think I've definitely you know I don't think I've gotten directed jobs unless maybe I have I have no idea but I think my jobs come through a different channel and Instagram's more of a way a platform for people that are looking at my work to kind of see more of a daily um, insight into my life I asked that question because a lot of our listeners I think really
0: use Instagram a lot and love it and look at people like yourselves and lots of the other photographers that we've featured on Phototypes and and kind of use that as inspiration. And I guess it's good in a way, but you need to kind of get away from that and um, go out and actually shoot some photos.
1: Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care, I've been really trying to not necessarily step away from the camera, but create a balance of experience, like being in the experience versus being behind the camera all the time. Um, I, I realized a lot that the camera almost became a hiding space for me to hide behind the camera instead of experiencing the experience. So that's been a balance that I've been working on lately, I would say. Okay, well, that seems an apt time to move on to our next question as to what inspires your work. Life inspires me. Um, I I think travel inspires me, and experiencing new things, and and meeting new people and new conversations, um, and seeing other people's you know work the the work that I aspire to. Um, I think that is a combination. I, I I love the idea of creating moments, which has been my like the hashtag that I've been using. Uh, create your moments, and that kind of came through. Uh, talking, I brainstorm with my reps um, on creating. I wanted to create a, like a social tag that kind of that goes along with the way that I I shoot, and uh, I kind of create the the space for moments to happen when I'm directing. And I think that directly translates with a life uh, mantra and vision is to always be creating moments, and it comes from the conscious space of choosing to create and to your moments instead of letting life happen to you. That's inspired me to create the things that happened in my life.
0: It's interesting that you say that that's how you um direct your photography in the creating moments. Is it possible for you to describe how you would do that?
1: Yeah. Um so I don't over direct. You know, I I don't like to direct that much, but I like to create a scenario uh with the talent and get them into that scenario so they're actually doing it and then, you know. I'll give them small directions here and there, but kind of let them run for it with it as much as possible, so that the the moments that they're creating are natural and they're real and then I'll just kind of click the camera around it and and capture what's happening.
0: Does that mean then that you like to get involved in recruiting the talent
1: uh yeah, I mean I like to choose talent that's that's got good energy good um uh like a positive energy like an outgoing energy because you know you're gonna get that on set uh, when you're, when you hire them. And when you do that, then you get more interaction, you get more moments, you get more, uh, it's a lot, it brings more fun to the table. And when you say that life inspires you, what particular aspects
0: of life? Is it travel? Is it your social life that you have in New York and and around
1: the U S or are there other aspects that influence you? Uh yeah, I mean all I think a lot of it's the interactions and the people that I meet and the uh conversations that I have and and then you know the travel, seeing new places and um uh, experiencing new foods and new uh culture, new art, uh all that stuff is highly inspiring to me. Yeah, and what about um popular culture and sort of what's happening right now? Uh, yeah, that stuff inspires me too. Like what's going on, um, seeing the events that are going on and seeing the people that are creating waves. I think that's what I love about, uh, is for lack of a better word, the influencer culture is like people that are doing and creating cool things and, and making, um, making waves in our culture, uh, that, that fascinates me and inspires me. And who are the people who've been the biggest
0: influences in your life, whether that be early on in life or now, you know, you can name a few people perhaps or things.
1: I would say people, I mean, Lewis Howes has been a big um, inspiration for me. We became friends and, you know, the stuff that he's creating and his podcast has inspired me a lot. in in my podcast, I think, you know, friends like Scooter Braun and Adam Braun, um, Adam Braun has the founder of Pencils of Promise, and he created that charity, which I've been a part of and and worked with and photographed for for the last you know six years since it started. Um, And being able to go on those trips and interact and and get back has been inspiring. Uh, Scooter Braun, his brother, who's Justin Bieber's manager, is also a good friend of mine who's inspired me a lot, and just like. The way he lives and his life and um, what he's created in the world. Uh, so people like that. I mean, Usher has also been a good. He's he's become a good friend of mine. And like his, we just went on that trip to Morocco and just the art that he, how much he appreciates art and and loves artists and wants to like fuel there. And he's inspired by their creativity and collecting art. Uh, that sh- that gave me a whole new perspective. Um, kind of experiencing that with them. So. That's
0: a few. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good that's a good few and a good few uh, name drops as well <laughs> there Nick.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate name dropping but I guess <laughs> you got to do it sometimes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Why not? Okay, what excites you about life
1: and what makes you get out of bed? I am excited that I get to wake up every day and create whatever I want, whatever inspires me. And and I've created a life that allows me to do that and I'm grateful for that. Every day is different. I love the feeling of like not wanting to go to sleep because you want to wake up in the morning and get at it. Um, sometimes like this whole weekend, I was painting my friend's office with the hand-drawn touch. So I've been doing this hand-drawn type um project on Instagram, which has just been like a, uh, a practice. And we started out with a 100-day project um, of doing one thing every day for 100 days. And I chose to do hand-drawn type because that was something that I was kind of experimenting with. I could do it in two minutes or two hours. And now it's become a thing. I'm a d- over day 200. Uh, actually, we just posted a, a, a post on it today on the blog. But you know that's something that's also been a side project That I you know do once a day, and when I'm home in the office now, and I want to take that to a larger scale. So I ended up painting my friend's office this weekend, um, and we did like four or five walls and some big you know quotes and everything on there. So that's a whole different project that was inspiring. I was like so excited to just wake up and go paint. You know, I'm not getting paid for it. I did it for fun and you know use it as a case study to do you know get paid to do it in other places creating different projects i think that's what gets me up every day
0: cool and you've uh, you feel like you've earned the right then to uh, to go out and do whatever you like because you've worked hard to get there
1: absolutely i got to wake up on monday and go shoot this amazing yoga uh yoga chick all over the si- all over new york city and i'm doing ama- making amazing images with her so all that kind of stuff that sounds terrible.
0: That sounds I like know. a hard day's work. <laughs> it was. It was awful. <laughs> Has there been any sort of downs in your journey so far that you could that you would share with us, and and how you went about sort of turning those around?
1: Yeah, actually, I mean, after two thousand nine, two thousand ten, those are some really big points in my career, and then two thousand eleven hit, and it was kind of like, I think what happened is like I created a style that a lot of people started. Um, kind of mimicking it was just a, like a fun lifestyle thing and so the market became really saturated there's a lot of younger people coming into the market and um my business slowed down a bit which uh sent me into a yeah, it sent me into an emotional spiral and there was just a point where I think as an artist it's really easy since our art is our our soul and who we are it's it's easy to get wrapped up into that being our uh that being my this is what for me like it it was a a space that my art was who i who i am and i once business started going down i realized that i was getting down on myself because i you know i was finding my self-worth in who i was shooting what i was shooting like how much i was shooting all that and it sent me to a downward spiral emotionally. It was really tough and that's kind of where I realized that you know I ended up you know Lewis kind of turned Lewis and a couple other people turned me onto this emotional intelligence and leadership training out in LA that I ended up going to and it was a really amazing process and I learned so much about myself in terms of um learning how to separate my emotions and self-worth from my art and what i was creating and who i was creating for and it was a huge process but i mean I, I didn't realize like how emotionally tied that i was to to my art and so when i wasn't being hired for it as much it had such a negative effect from the
0: training that you took in um, in la are there things from that that you that you still use now in everyday life to to help you achieve what you want to achieve
1: yeah, absolutely, and that is—I mean—it opened my eye, uh, my mind to a whole different possibility of of everything, and the and the tools that I learned and everything has actually helped accelerate a make me a lot ha- more happy and b use all these tools and the different aspects, whether it's photography, podcasts, um, the the lifestyle brand, all this stuff—it's all starting to integrate into what I'm doing. So, what scares you then, Nick? I think growing this lifestyle brand to where I think it could be and where I want it to be, believing that I can actually do it and keep a life balance at the same time. That sounds like um, that sounds more of an aspiration than something that you should fear. It is. I mean, it is definitely an aspiration, um, but there are fears that go along with. You know, it's almost the fear of success versus the fear of failure. Can I handle the success that I could create? Who knows?
0: Well, I hope it is a massive success for you, and that you will uh, <laughs> that you will handle it. I'm sure you will do. Um, Thanks. Okay, if things do go wrong for you, what's your favorite curse word or swear word?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice question. That's hilarious. Um, my favorite curse word. Um, I like shit balls. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs>
1: is that would you just
0: reserve that for saying to a person or about a person or just as a general i think just as a general expression okay if you could be anything else for the day and you are many things already um but if you could be anything else what would you be
1: Uh, i've always thought i'd be a dj actually i love creating experiences and uh I don't think I could ever be a DJ because I'm like, I'm so bad with remembering song names and song lyrics and, and all that stuff. But um, I've always thought that that would be a second career alternative. But I, bet it, I bet it's something you've tried, though. Uh, I have not tried it on a professional level. I, I play DJ when I host my dinner parties and, and other parties. I'm very attuned to how music affects uh, a room. I haven't done it officially yet, though.
0: Are you the sort of person, though, who thinks, yeah, I could do that. I could do anything and like wants to give everything
1: a try? Yes. I'm always down to try something new for sure. You know, whether I'm going to dedicate enough time to, to create a career uh, out of it, um, that's a whole different story because yeah. that's a whole lot of time and investment. All right. Who
0: living or dead would you love to
1: photograph? Hmm, I think Johnny Depp would be pretty cool to photograph. I like his style. Well,
0: this picture I'm looking at of you, that reminds me of Johnny Depp. Well, you've got the hat. For a start. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> See, I know how to suck up to my guests, Nick. Love it. I love it. <laughs> what is it about Johnny Depp that you, that you like and what would you it's... try and bring out of him in a pho- photography session?
1: I think I just, I love his swagger his swagger and his style. That's, uh, I don't know him at all. I think there's other people that I would I would love to photograph more for uh, l- like who they are as a as a person that you can see their energy uh, like I think Brad Pitt would be cool. George Clooney uh, would love to shoot Jessica Alba again uh, on another like an actual more official shoot. Who else? Who else? I think Jennifer Lawrence would be pretty cool to shoot.
0: Yeah, clothes on or off. <laughs> <laughs> both (laughs) (laughs) all right we probably better move on at that point uh, just in case her lawyers are listening
1: Um, what's your advice to another photographer then my advice would be make better pictures and show more people Uh, it all comes down to that it all comes down to improving your craft Um, the only way to improve your craft is by doing it and shooting and getting your work out there so getting it in front of more people and getting the feedback and and um, keep moving up, keep growing. Good advice. Right, we're nearly at the end
0: of our time with you, Nick. But before you go, just um give us some names of other people that we should be interviewing on this podcast who you would like to hear from.
1: Some of my favorite photographers. Uh, I love Peggy Stroda, Ben Watts, uh, Mario Testino. Jeff Lipsky is another great one joey l he'd probably be great as well it's a fair amount yeah well we'll uh, add those to our list
0: and try and get hold of them nick thank you very much for your time and for joining us for sharing so much with us Uh, before you leave us again give us a plug for where people can find you and your podcast and and if there's any particular episodes of your podcast that would be useful for photographers to listen to
1: oh man um yeah so my photography website is uh, nickonkin.com n-i-c-k-o-n-k-e-n com My blog is Ongan, me. Uh The podcast is shoptalkradio.com. and some of the guests that I would say to listen to for photography wise would be Jeremy Cowart um, first uh, Joey L. Art Striber was a really great interview very practical for photographers. Uh, I don't know if you know who if you know who Art Striber is he's he shoots everyone. Vanity Fair. All, all every celebrity you can think of um, he's shot I would say um, some of the uh, the mini podcasts that I've been doing I've been doing a series um, called how to create a career in art it's a 15 part series we're about number eight so those all give advice on the steps to creating a career in photography and art uh, I would say those are the highlights for photographers
0: excellent well um i would say give them all a listen but thank you yeah. for uh, highlighting those ones for us particularly for for our photography listeners so um yeah, yeah. Be really useful for them to listen to those but yeah i the ones i've listened to so far i've really enjoyed and uh, from people from all sorts of backgrounds and uh, careers yeah. that they do so yeah, yeah it's really worth a listen to have a listen to nick's podcast as well um thank you nick thank you once again it's been a pleasure chatting to you and uh wish you the best with neon as well thank you Thank you, thank you.
1: Oh, yeah, Nick Honka, at Nick Onka in my Instagram. That's, like, my favorite platform. So, yes, but thanks I for having me on. It's been our pleasure. Thank you.
0: To make sure you don't miss any more episodes, remember to subscribe to Phototypes. And if you've enjoyed it so far, then please leave us a review and tell someone else about Phototypes. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod. Phototypes is produced and presented by me, Matt Bowen. Our music is by Nick Bentley, Soft Piano, and Songs for Cash.